I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me this week. Hope you're having a blessed day. I know that I am blessed and highly favored. Thank you so much again for being here. I want to give a big shout out to uh, all of my sponsors, Dynasty Breaks. Check them out at DynastyBreaks.com. New customers there get $5 credit on, with their first break. Uh, big week for them this week, so uh, make sure you go check them out and uh, let them know that we sent you over there. Vintage Breaks, uh, Layton and the guys over at Vintage Breaks, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We really appreciate your your patronage. And um, if you are not breaking with Vintage Breaks for your vintage products, I don't know why. They have some of the best uh, some of the best vintage breaks out there, and uh, their set breaks are awesome. Please go get involved with those. Um, of course, Filth Bomb Breaks, thank you so much to Steven and the team over at Filth Bomb for being a part of the show. Uh, check out their daily show at 7 p.m. Uh, on Facebook. They have a daily live podcast video cast that you can go be a part of and uh with their their interaction uh, answer your collecting questions from the filth uh filth bomb point of view and of course uh not to be forgotten pastime marketplace place pastime marketplace cases uh please use codes fat packs at checkout for 20 percent off your order from uh fat pat wow i cannot talk this morning pastime marketplace.com uh pastime marketplace online.com Go check it out. You know what I'm talking about. You've heard me talk about them before. You see them everywhere that we are doing things. Ooh, I just heard my phone go off. I need to go ahead and turn down the volume on that so we don't have a big um, to-do. Man, I thought it was going to be a slow week. I didn't think we were going to have much to talk about this show. I actually purposely waited till Thursday morning, the day of release, to record uh, or to put this whole thing together. And then, boom, kind of <laughs> things just kind of happened. Uh, and awesome, awesome. So new products this week. Got got just a handful, but it's fun to talk about because uh, Optic is out. Optic Basketball 2019-20 Optic Basketball, Donner's Optic Basketball is out. Go pick that up. It is hot flying off the shelves already. SRP on that is like 100 bucks. I'm not going to tell you that you can find it for 100 bucks because you can't, but uh, yeah, it, it, it shot up. Of course, this rookie class is doing you no favors when you're trying to get uh, get basketball on the cheap. Then there's up 2019 Panini Plates and Patches. Uh, that is out. 2020 Leaf Best of Basketball is out this week. Comes out tomorrow, I believe. And then, of course, uh, Upper Decks National Hockey Card Day are out this weekend. So if you're looking for uh, some hockey cards, go check out their, their list of participants. Uh, you got National Hockey, National hockey Card Day uh, with, I believe, Saturday. So go check them out. Check out their list of participants. If, you're, if your local uh, card shop is participating, make sure you stop by and pick up your, uh, your free hockey card packs. I believe some of them might require a purchase, but uh, it's, it's fun to see anyways. Then new pricing-wise, got 2019-20 Upper Deck Allure done for you. That was a tough set to price, man. A lot of parallels. That's the deepest I've ever gone on header lines. And uh, it, it was fun to see the different levels of parallels and how they are being received. But a lot of parallels there, and uh, the autographs are pretty nice too, so go check those out. It kind of reminds, uh, it kind of feels like Upper Deck Contours. That's how it kind of feels to me. Uh, that brand's not around anymore, or at least it hasn't been in a few years. But this is kind of like a rejuvenation of it, if I, if I will. That's the, the feel and the design for me what I think it is. But uh, yeah, that's that's done for you as well. So go check it out in your online price guide and let me know what you think. Um, like I said, I thought it was going to be a slow news week, not, not a lot to talk about. And then we had a huge, huge uh, card sell over, you know, over the week that is coming to light today. And I'm going to talk about it in the final segment. But just to give you a, a little snippet here, a 0304 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection All NBA Access LeBron James Michael Jordan Dual Patches. These are dual Logo Man patches. One of one, it graded a 8.5 by BGS, sold for $900,000 in a private transaction. That, that, that smashes the modern the, the record for a basketball card, which was a PSA 10 uh, Lou Alcindor rookie at 510000 I believe it was. This destroys it. We're going to talk about it later in in the in the closing segment, but uh, just wanted to give you a snippet right there. That is a lot of money, a whole lot of money. So uh, it is a private transaction. We don't know who bought it yet, 
but we are told that they're going to reveal themselves uh, on Instagram, and uh, we are told that when when it finally does, it's going to be somebody we all know and recognize. So, um, yeah, just keep that on your plate for a little later, and we'll we'll discuss it later. And of course, we got mailbag. Them, we opened up the mailbag and got some questions. I really appreciate you guys for doing that. Haven't done a mailbag, fat packs mailbag in a long time, so uh, I was happy to see the questions come in. But first, before we get all of that. Pitchers and catchers are reporting this week, and it's a uh, it's a time of year that everybody loves to get out and uh, go chase their their autographs. But for those of you who cannot get out to to, to Florida or Arizona, uh, TTM is uh, is a way to go right through the mail autographs. And I brought on uh, my friend Troy uh, TTM autographs on or TTM autograph on Instagram, and he's got a great uh, great page there dedicated to TTM autographs. He's working on the 1991 Donruss set, but he's got a, a list of signers for you that uh, he thinks will, will be um, signing this spring training and i almost said off season spring training and uh he jumped on the he jumped on the horn with me last night and we recorded a quick little interview uh to talk about uh you know his his hat his hobbits his, i'm sorry his hobby experience his habits in the hobby what he does to to uh, garner uh, ttm autographs and uh had a lot of fun with that being said i want to apologize to troy right now up front um I was getting sketchy feedback, and I gotta I gotta replay the recording the way it is. I can't do too much editing to it because it's gonna screw up everything I think else. But I was like, "What is going on?" And my I, I looked down and I saw my, my uh, internet feed was was uh, fluctuating a lot. Our our Wi Fi, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I realized that my son was playing Star Wars Fallen Order in the other room, sucking up all the Wi Fi. So um, I apologize to Troy for the quality of the audio somewhere in some spots it's otherwise it's a good interview uh guys get through it he has a lot of good to offer there and then again go check him out on uh instagram at uh ttm autograph and you will he get in the interview he'll give you his other social media as well so that's that's up first we're going to come back with this huge huge sell on the other end and uh some fat packs mailbag so you guys hang tight and we'll be right back Hey, this is Jared with Pristine Auction, and you're listening to Fat Packs. After that quick break, how is a, a new friend? Uh, his name is Troy. He's a TTMer. I wanted to bring him on because uh, pitchers and catchers are recording this week. Uh, batters, the rest of the rest of the team will, uh, will be there pretty soon, but. Uh, I, I've been following your Instagram page, Troy. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. I love those old cards, those uh, the, that junk era card. But uh, I want to talk a lot about that. But I brought you on because, uh, like I said, spring training is starting, and you have been putting out some good information about some uh, TTMs to to get from spring training guys. In fact, I like your tops. I like what you did there. That was great. So uh, before we get into all that, Troy. Please introduce yourself and tell tell my audience how long you've been uh, involved with the hobby. Yeah, so uh, my name is Troy Rudder. A lot of times I go by either TTM Troy or TTM Autograph. <laughs> kind of secured nice. those domain names uh, just a few years ago. I made the kind of the switch there, and it's been uh, a real growth period. So um, always been interested in obtaining autographs through the mail. Um, Ever since I got my first autograph from a, uh, a Doctor Who celebrity <laughs> back in Iowa when I was in eighth grade, I believe. And so that was 1988. So that was a long mm. time ago. And so I kind of started with celebrities. And back then you kind of had to uh, uh, use the library, this old microfiche and magazine index to try to figure out, oh, who's so-and-so's agent? back then, you know, before the internet and kind of, so it was very slow, you know, uh, finding people's addresses. And then I kind of took a break for a while and came back and started doing entertainment again, because that's what I knew and love. And that was getting so expensive. I was like, Hey, I have all these cards. Why don't I try the sports cards that I have? They're cheap to get. And it's only one stamp as opposed to, you know, a $3, stamp and a dollar 50 to come back. So I kind of switched to uh, sports cards almost exclusively um, probably in 2013. So 
been uh, heading off about seven years so far. And it's just been fun to see the hobby grow back then. Uh, there was about four or five guys doing TTMs on YouTube. And now it's just like, it's hard to keep up with about 200 to 300 subscriptions with all the sports card guys and the TTMers uh, on YouTube and stuff. So it's been a, it's yeah. been a really fun time. So before we jump in with all that, you, 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 you triggered something that, that always makes brings this question up. You said you got out for a little bit. <laughs> Was it a girl? <laughs> I've heard you ask that before. <laughs> actually, no, it was just it was just life. Um, actually, uh, my first real job was moving out to California. I actually dropped out of college, moved out to California to work for Warner Brothers, and so I didn't want to be the guy on set asking people for autographs. Like I was very professional when I was there, and unless they offered, I didn't do any of that. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm doing this. And mm -hmm. I also did some publicity for some uh, star or for some actors and actresses back then. And so I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to keep a low profile unless, unless they offer. And so I kind of got out of it from uh, 95 to definitely to about 2003. And then I kind of dabbled for a little bit, but um Yeah. So no, it wasn't. It, it was more of a professional, uh, a professional thing where I didn't want to be a, a hound when I was actually there uh, on a set or something. So, what did you do for Warner Brothers? That sounds like a cool gig. Yeah, I've actually, um, I've actually worked there three times. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was the website producer for um, shows like my main focus was Babylon Five, which was a science fiction show uh, way back when. That was my main. That mm -hmm. was why I was hired. And then I also did the websites for like um, Seinfeld and Drew Carey show and, and Rosie O'Donnell and uh, friends ER, you know, basically all the Warner brothers properties. Mm -hmm. uh, I did the websites and the AOL sites, which was in a totally different language. And oh, wow. it, it was kind of through my um, interest in entertainment that I got hired to do that. And so it was really cool um, to be able to, when, when they called and said, Hey, we have this job, uh, but you'd have to drop out of college. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I did that. I did that. And then uh, there was a whole bunch of layoffs the first time Warner brothers got bought. Right. And so I came back here, finished my degree, kind of built up again. And then I actually went out there again from 2015 to 17. And then I came back to Iowa after that too. Um, kind of, it wasn't quite the same when you're 20 years older. So, <laughs> yeah. So behind you, you have autographs uh, on your wall there. Uh, yeah. One that's standing out to me is, uh, is Jimmy Hart. Uh, how'd that come about? Mm -hmm. That uh, this is behind me. That's more of a, a lot of them are purchases. And so that one was a purchase. I've always okay. liked him. Um, it was a pull from uh, a box. Uh, Leaf, nice. I think it was Leaf Pop Century, uh, mm -hmm. had a wrestling box. And it was basically 10 8x10s. And one of them I got was actually uh, a 30-person multi-signed. Uh, I actually don't have it anymore because I, I flipped it pretty quick. But it had pretty much everybody. And it was an awesome piece. But I was like... Uh, 300 bucks. Yeah. I'll let it go. You know, cause that's a lot of stamps for sure. TTMing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's get into that, man. Uh, TTM, that's why you're here. And you brought up the first point that I want to talk about is postage. Uh, it seems like it's a big deal. Are, are you buying, are you buying postage or, or you know, buying stamps or you, you use stamps.com? How does that work? Right. Um, my personal preference is I always buy legitimate real stamps from the post office. Um, mm -hmm. I go back okay. and forth between buying between buying the roll or uh, a lot of places have the kiosks now where you could just print on demand, you know, that mm -hmm. way rather than pay the $10 a month for stamps.com or anything. Um, there, sure. is, there, there is kind of a a black market out there for stamps, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> where uh, you could actually, some businesses get a tax write-off at the end of the year if they buy so many stamps or, you know, have their expenses, you know, they try to balance their taxes. 
And so they actually buy mm -hmm. tons of stamps online and then sell them for a loss on eBay. And so sometimes you could pick up, you know, a roll of stamps, which is $55 for $45. And uh, I know a lot of people who do that, but to me, I'm, I would be the one that would get busted if they're fake or something. So I, I go, I go the legit route where I know that they're not, uh, they're not fake, but there, there are people who sell stamps at a loss on uh, the auction sites, but I, I, I always go legit. So <laughs> that is news to me. And that's kind of weird. I'm not surprised there's a black market for everything. So why not stamps? Right. <laughs> and, and it also occurs with people, you know, there was a big, um, article i think last september about uh one guy who got caught embezzling like six hundred thousand dollars worth of stamps and selling them on ebay and stuff like that and um you know i just i'm just like if i'm gonna be in the hobby i'm gonna buy it and i'm not gonna waste money but i want to be sure that i'm not gonna get hit with this is not legitimate or um some people reuse stamps that aren't canceled like have something uh -huh. over them and i'm always like is there some special uv thing on them that I'm going to get busted trying to reuse them. So I was, I was play it straight down the straight and narrow on that. So that's good. That's good. So uh, <laughs> obviously if you're buying stamps, you're going to need envelopes as well. What, yep. what kind of um, you know, it, it kind of depends on if I, if it's an emergency, I'll just go to the local Walmart that's open 24 hours. You know, if it's three in the morning and I really need, <laughs> really need to finish that that one thing to uh, uh that one player but um usually i try to plan it and um like sam's club or costco has bulk like 500 stamp boxes that mm -hmm. have the self the self seal on it where you don't have to lick it and the person receiving yeah. it doesn't have to lick it and if you buy them in bulk they're almost the same as normal envelopes that are gummed but if you buy them only in packs of 25 they're a lot more expensive and so um i was whenever i go i get one big box of what's called number 10 and those are your business size you know yeah. envelopes uh -huh. and then one big box of six and three quarter um which is what the return envelope will be and you just kind of nest it inside there and and get them stamped and that's your that's your package okay so my next question then is uh in the in the hobby, something that's been taking off, and I'm kind of experimenting with, is plain white envelope shipping. So I'm still learning the ins and out of it. If you got yeah. a number ten and you, and you fill it with a number six and say one to two cards, is that is that a stamp or is it two stamps or is it three? Or you could go uh, it, four or five. You could usually get away with with one stamp. I'd I'd say four. Okay. Um, without without any packing material, as soon as you start putting in um, cardboard or uh, card saver, you know that kind of adds to it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But if you do thick cardboard, then um, that gets to be what they call like non-machinable or something, and that's what bumps you up. And so, right, right. Um, I'd only go like one or one if you're doing cardboard on both sides, really. Sure. Um, when I send out, I usually do, um, like if I do sell, I, I don't really sell my collection, but I do like the card community has like care packages that they mm -hmm. kind of send each other. And so right. I use, um, I think they're pound zero zero size envelopes, so little small ones. Mm -hmm. And I just use uh, those bubble mailers rather than, uh, like you said, PWEs as they call them. But yeah, normal, yeah. normal TTMs, PWEs, um, I don't put them in top loaders because there's actually someone on YouTube this week or recently that it was a hockey TTM that I saw where the person signed the top loader and it happens. Oh. It happens. And people say that never happens. I'm like, yes, it does. It does happen. They will sign the top <laughs> loaders. And then, you know, your card is like, no one wants to buy a top loader. They want the, want the right. card so <laughs> that's gotta be a bummer I, I think i saw that but getting a signed top loader man that's a uh, that's that's <laughs> special work right there you can put any card you want in there but it, i don't know if it's <laughs> worth anything <laughs> oh man um, if you don't mind sharing i hope that you don't i saw your top nine guys to sign uh mm -hmm. instagram post everybody to go check them out on instagram it's
It's TTM Autograph. Go check them out there, please. Who's your top nine? training line uh, signed for you um let's see i have my list here i had it all up ready to go and then i lost it here but here's a couple um number one honorable mention who is currently unsigned is the man the myth the legend pat nishak uh he signs via his uh, p.o box in florida i believe and he is just a beast you know he is such a friend of the hobby that he pretty much signs everything you send him. He will keep a card every now and then. <laughs> um, okay. and, it's always good, and it's always good to send him, uh, you know, just if you have an extra card of a, some player, just go ahead and send it to him because he is, you know, he's in the big leagues and he just is a friend of the hobby. I think last year he tweeted that he set a record where he got like 250 cards signed via his team alone. You know, uh, <laughs> so he's a wow. big signer. But um, after Pat, there's uh, Chance Adams. Uh, he's a pretty good signer. Um, he usually personalizes his cards, like he'll write two and your name. So just be mm -hmm. aware of that, uh, which is fine by me and all the people who don't sell, you know. Uh, sure. But, but he usually personalizes his cards. Uh, Jake Junis, also with the Royals is a really good signer. Uh, another person that I didn't put on my list from the Royals was uh, uh, Danny Duffy is a really good signer. Um, every year I try to put out a hot list of people and that usually comes out after spring training. But um, I wanted to get get ahead of it. Um, Razel Iglesias on the Reds. Um, he kind of went through an iteration where at one point when he first started, he was signing his full first name like Iglesias and his number. And then later he just kind of does an I I S or an I G. So he's kind of abbreviated, but he's pretty much a safe bet. And he, he signs up to two per request. Um, you know, I, I think the big okay. thing to remember is don't try to be greedy when you're, you're doing it, you know, one or two. And if you do send two, send different cards rather than, you know, the same 2020 series one tops, you know, if you can, um, let's see a couple people that I haven't, that I haven't even gotten, um, Derek Rodriguez, who, uh, I believe was, I don't know if he was actually in the majors or the minors last year, but he's, uh, at the giants cat camp right now. So Derek Rodriguez was good. And Taylor Trammell, uh, he's been invited to the Padres, but hasn't really signed. Mm -hmm as of last week that I know of, I know he was invited, but hasn't really signed a contract or anything. Um, and then one of the surprising things is uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have been really great. Um, you have Joey Wendell and also Blake Snell with the Rays. And so those are, those are kind of my, my top guys there. Um, I always try the blue Jays when they're in the States, <laughs> just so you don't have to send to Canada, which is always kind of a, a chore. And they do have, um, uh, if you're going off an old list, the Blue Jays actually do have a new ballpark. Uh, I think the Blue Jays and the Braves have moved to new stadiums this year. So you definitely want to verify if you're going to send to the Blue Jays. The Braves are kind of, man, the Braves, both uh, preseason and during the season, are not very good TTM signers. So um you kind of take your chances there <laughs> but sure. uh, blue, blue jays um yeah definitely check your address i can't remember the name of the stadium i think it was like uh td ballpark now i think um still in okay. dunedin still in dunedin but um if you have an old address list be sure you look up the the blue jay stadium for the 2020 address so you, you said a name there i'm sorry i cut you off there you said a name that, that kind of surprised me when i saw it on your list was Blake Snell because he's a very popular player. He's a great pitcher. He, you know, he's 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 a perennial all star. So, um, right. How how is that? Was that surprising to you to know that he he was a good signer? Or because it it, it it seems to me that guys with bigger names might not take the time to do it. Yeah, it was. You know, uh, I'm going to look at my list here. Um, last or in 2018, he was number 48 or 68 on my list 
And then mm-hmm. last year he bumped up to 15 with the number of returns. And I don't have the actual number of returns on my spreadsheet right now, but yeah, uh, that surprised me. I, um, I don't think that I actually got him. So he's on my list this year, but okay. whenever you see someone of that caliber, you know, signing, you're like, Hey, was this a fluke or, uh, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, uh, two years ago, I took a chance when, uh, Mark McGuire was a coach for the Padres and actually got two Mark McGuire's on my 1991 Don Russ set. And I was one of the very few that, that he signed for that year. So, um, the big stars, you know, if you want to send a hell Mary and just give it a shot, you know, your Aaron judges, your Cody Bellingers, you know, <laughs> those things, uh, you probably won't see your card back, but once in a while you see one kind of trickle in. So I don't know the mojo that some of those guys who get them back, back, you know, have, but, uh, I've never been, uh, successful with, you know, Aaron judge, um, or Cody Bellinger or Chris Bryant or, or those guys. So, so you're naming big names. Do we even try trout or does it, or does is trout a signer or not? Not really, but people try them. You know, I've been watching a lot of videos and people are like, we're going to go for the Hail Mary. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know, uh, Mm -hmm. I was, I always told people don't send your, your one-on-ones, you know, uh, through the mail. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, you want to make sure it's a, it's a fairly common card if you're going to do that. But, you know, I, I thought the same thing, uh, back, uh, I want to say four or five years ago, maybe even more when I sent off to JJ Watt and I got him back twice and they were authenticated by PSA. Um, Luke Keekley in the NFL, same thing. I was like, let's just give it a shot. And I got him back. And so you could definitely send those Hail Marys, but you, de- you don't want to send anything that you're like, would be devastated if you didn't get it back. And I think that's one of the things that I tell new collectors. I'm like, no, don't send your, your, if it's a numbered, less than 50 or even a hundred, you know, don't send, don't send that out, please. (laughs) You know, with the tops where they do the numbered series where it's the year, you know, between one and 2020 Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it's like, yeah, those are, those are fairly common. You could probably get away with that, but um, don't send anything that you're going to be completely devastated if you don't get it back. Cause with those guys, chances are, Probably won't. There's a chance. There's always a chance, but right. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. So, so you brought up you brought up your your 91 Donruss set, and I'm, I'm as I'm scrolling through your Instagram account, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> two two cards that really caught my eye that you posted recently. One was the Bulldog Coral Harshizer, and mm-hmm. then two Cecil Fielder the Diamond Kings. Uh, both of those are uh, just icons of my youth baseball right so mm-hmm. what what made you decide to go with 91 donruss is it the blue i mean because <laughs> there's the green rookie set right what what made you go with that because personally and it, it, it's hideously ugly but the 91 flares the way i would have went because of that mustard yellow but mm-hmm. uh but let's talk about let's talk about 91 donruss i <laughs> i think honestly what it was was um there is a movie memorabilia store in Simi Valley, California, and it's run by, oh my gosh, I can't think of the guy's name, but his son was in the movie, A Christmas Story. Okay. He played sure. one of the, I think he played Flick in A Christmas Story. Anyway. Scotty Schwartz, so, Scotty Schwartz is who you're talking Schwartz, about. Scotty Schwartz's yeah. dad. Yeah. Scotty Schwartz's yeah. dad. So he has this awesome TV and movie shop and he has baseball mm-hmm. autographs and everything. And I went in there, I actually did a tour on my YouTube channel. And for whatever reason, I saw this huge thing of, uh, uh, what do you call them? Cello packs of, yeah. Cello packs, yeah. yeah of <laughs> Don Russ. So I just bought a, bought a ton of them. And then I was like, I'll try sending them out. And I just kept getting them back. And I got so many back. I was like, this is interesting. And so right. th- that's when I started buying um, factory sets. You know, I've gone through about three or four factory sets trying to get everybody um, <laughs> at this point. And it's just, it's just fun. You know, some of those, like the, I did buy what you said, the Cecil Fielder and the Oral Hershiser, you know, those were purchases, but 
the Oral Hershiser, man, I mean, you could say it's it's from the junk era, but that is a sharp, yeah, bright card, and the blue just pops on it. And one of the things with modern cards is, you know, um, you can get them back blur, uh, blurry, uh, smeared if you don't prep them right. right certain cards, but the old stuff, it, it's not coded. And so everything just sticks there pretty much. So right. that's kind of what, why I went with that. I do have a friend on Instagram, Chase, who is doing the 91 Fleer. So um, he's been sending out a lot of his checklists to umpires. Um, and I started doing that just to see who he got back and trying to complete some of my checklists too, because the checklist count is part of the 770. So, right. <laughs> so it, it's getting tougher. I won't lie, and especially with the Nolan Ryan's, the Ken Griffey's, and the Daryl Strawberries. So, so uh, funny that you brought up Scott Schwartz because just today, uh, a coworker and I were talking about Scott Schwartz. Uh, how great of a childhood do you have to have to spend a, a, a good portion of it with Jackie Gleason and <laughs> Richard Pryor? <laughs> Are you serious? Were you really just talking about Scott Schwartz? That is amazing. Yeah, we really were because he's, <laughs> he's been on the show before, and we, we were just talking about. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, he, I, I, this, these were his words. You can go back and listen to the show if you want to. But he said we were, uh, we were talking about buying cards, and he said, I, uh, he, he said I, everything I buy is hobby. I don't buy that retail stuff. I'm Jewish. I don't do that. And I was like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's uh, and, thank you, Mr. Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, and, and he had they do have a lot of baseball stuff in their shop too. Like even uh packs, you know, uh mm -hmm. that that they find and everything. It's an amazing story. His dad actually was in the army with Elvis, so he he has some right. good he has some good stories about that. But I, yeah, I met Scott a few times. He's he, he was a fun character, but that store is just amazing. I, I could sit there uh forever i used to live in simi valley before they moved there and i'm kind of glad they weren't there when i was there because i'd be over there um the, the only other thing about simi valley was it was the home of uh letty dykstra's car wash at one time too but oh, you know <laughs> isn't true, the, uh, true story true story <laughs> isn't the jfk library somewhere over there is it the, JFK? Uh, the reagan, oh, the, the reagan. yeah the reagan yep. library yeah, they had some fires that were pretty close over there this last season, but um, I think everything's good. But no, it's a it's a wonderful store. I go there every time I I get back in the area, and uh, yeah, that's where I first saw my my '91 Don Russ packs, and I was like, yeah, I'll pick up a few of those. And now I'm trying to complete a 770 card signed set. So, <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Uh, Troy, I'm going to get you out for the evening, but I want to thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, before we let you go, though, please give my listeners your social media so they can follow you and uh, maybe help in your Donruss endeavor. Yeah. All right. Thanks. That's that's really awesome. Uh, so on Instagram, it's just uh, TTM Autograph, like you said. Uh, YouTube, it's pretty much the same thing, TTM Autograph. Uh, Twitter, I use my actual name. Uh, Trutter, T-R-U-T-T-E-R. And if you want to get close-up scans of anything that I put up, whether it's on Instagram or see all the entertainment stuff, which I haven't posted to Instagram, uh, the website ttmautograph.com has all my videos, close-up scans, uh, addresses, card supplies, photo supplies. Just um, I've spent a lot of time on that over the years. And uh, uh huge 1991 Don Russ section that I only have done nice. for that card series. So nice. All right, guys, uh, hang tight. Be right back. we got a big breaking news story that we got to talk about a huge, huge card sold uh, over the, over the last weekend that you're not going to believe the price tag on, but uh, thank you, Troy, for joining me and uh, guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Curtis Helton, First Row Collectible, and you're listening to the Fat Pack Podcast. All right, that was TTM Autograph if you need them. Uh, again, apologize for the quality, uh, sound quality on my end, and then there was some there was some glitching there. 
that was my son's fault, so, uh, so I apologize for that. But thank you, Troy, for joining the show. I really appreciate you uh, hopping on with me kind of last minute and helping me get through that TTM uh, crisis that we're all having this this spring training and, well, just any 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 general TTM. But you helped us out with supplies. You helped us out with uh, some, uh, some addresses to look for and some signers. So um, thank you very much again for doing that kind of last minute. And then, of course, uh, good luck on your Don, your 91 Donruss set. You're doing really well there. Go check him out on, on his social media feeds so you can uh, check out all that he has going on. I promise you that it's going to be fun for you guys because I know a lot of you are TTM, plain white envelope shipping and, and getting into that. So it's a, it's a, good, it's a good follow. Uh, tell him I sent you. Okay. Uh, I teased you up front with a huge sell, and at the end of that interview, I talked about a huge sell. This came out of nowhere. It, we, we got hit with it. Uh, it. It was a golden auction sell. We got hit with this uh, out of the blue, I think on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and we had to sit on it until Thursday until they made it uh, public. But this is crazy. Um, yeah. This is from Mike Payne. Broke 8.30 this morning, uh, Thursday, Tuesday. I'm sorry, Thursday, uh, February 13th. Uh, we, we, this was broken um, from Golden Auctions and from Beckett. Um, the highest amount ever paid for a modern trading card is believed to have just reached a new high as Golden Auctions recently sold a, two, a 2003 uh, 0304 Upper Deck Exquisite Collection All NBA Access LeBron James Michael Jordan Dual Patch uh, 1 of 1 BGS 85 for $900,000. That's insane money for, for this basketball card. There have been only two trading cards in the history of mankind that have ever sold for more than $900,000. Ken, uh, Ken Golden, founder and CEO of Golden Auctions, told Beckett.com. One is the 52 Mantle, and that was <clears throat> Mantle in a grade of nine or higher. And the other is a T206 Wagner in uh, two or higher. According to Golden, the consigner of the Logo Man Exquisite Collection card is a collector who has acquired several one-of-a-kind cards over the years and wishes to remain anonymous. He said the buyer also asked to remain anonymous, anonymous for now, but will review, reveal himself in the future. Golden said the consigner asked him to send the card to Beckett Grading Services for auth- authentication and grading. It's amazing to see a card like this come to Beckett for grading, uh, Jeremy Murray said, uh, vice president of grading. The sports card market is as strong as I can remember, and a sell like this shows that. Shows that. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. A vi- it's amazing to see a card like this come to, to come to Beckett for grading, said Jeremy Murray, vice president of Beckett Grading and Authentication. The sports card market is strong. <clears throat> it's as strong as I can remember, and a sell like this just shows that. We were certainly honored to have been chosen to grade a card of this magnitude. The sell, of course, the most ever paid for a basketball, basketball card, and is <clears throat> a sign that the high-end basketball market is alive and well. The previous record for a basketball card came in 2006 when a Heritage Auction sold a PSA 10 Jim Mint 1969-70 Topps Lou Alcindor rookie for $501,000. And we're proud to report that that sell nearly doubled that price, Golden said. This is insane. I don't know how else to put it. This card got $900,000 in a private sell. It's a BGS 8.5. It's a uh, it's dual logo men patches. You can go check out the article on the Beckett homepage. It's the the first article up this morning. It's a beautiful card. I don't know that uh, I would have paid nine hundred thousand dollars for this, but God, it's just a, a testament to the to the strong market right now, right? So, uh, let me know what you think in the comments. We'll talk about it later. Uh, that's just crazy, 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 insane to see that this card sold for that much money. Um, kind of taken aback by it, really. I don't know what else to say. So, uh, let me know your thoughts on it. And uh, in the comment section, uh, when, the, when the show post, or you know, send me an email, uh, ericn at beckett.com, and we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll get feedback on it on next week's show. But uh, that's crazy. Congratulations to uh, Golden Auctions for the sell. And uh, I hope when that buyer comes forward, whoever it is, man, that's we, we, we got some explaining to do. We, we got to understand what, what the thought process here was because that's a lot of money. Is it going to sit in your collection? Are you going to Are you going to flip it? Are you going to try to flip it? I don't know. But uh, congratulations! It's a it's a big a big deal. All right, we have not done this in a long time, so let's jump into that uh, that fat packs mailbag. It's gonna be uh, uh, we got some good questions, so I'm happy to see all that came in. We we posted this on 
Twitter, Instagram, and uh, of course our Fat Packs page on Becca. Um, I'm sorry, on Facebook. And uh, let's let's just jump in, jump right in here. Uh, we'll start with Facebook. Again, you can ask us anything, and we'll we'll get we'll get your answer. So Donnie Racks, Donnie R A C Z. What's the best state slash cities for card collecting? Most card shops, card shows, etc. Donnie, I think that the answer is somewhere. I don't know the exact answer, but I think it's somewhere in Middle America. And I say that that's because like every time I see, I see a lot of interaction coming out of like you know St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Kansas City. Missouri, uh, Chicago, Illinois, um, Green Bay, Wisconsin, just Racine, Wisconsin, like up right, just up down the middle, up and down the middle of the United States, Dallas, Fort Worth. We have, I think we have five card shops, six card shops, and we have uh, uh, two monthly shows, I believe here, like there's one coming up this weekend. So it's, it's, I think it's right in the middle, middle of America. You could, you could probably argue that like the Baltimore area does does too. The Baltimore DC, you know, Chantilly has a has a big show uh, once or twice a year. But I think anywhere you're going to find those big 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 shows like Chicago's the home of the national. I know that it travels, but really, it's when it's back in Chicago, that's when it's popping off the most. It, it that's kind of where it's going to be at. So Middle America, back east. I don't know that the West Coast has a whole whole lot going for it as far as. Or I would say from, uh, you know, I'm even gonna call, I'm gonna count Denver. I, I know that's Mountain Standard Time, but I'm gonna count Denver with with Mike Mike Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Uh, there from there back east, I think that's really where it's popping. And then uh, west of that, you see stuff, and you know, like there 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 are card shops out there that are doing a really good job. Uh, in, in the California, Washington, uh, you know, that kind of, but there's just not, I, it's not heavily, uh, outside of California, I don't think it's heavily as pop, it's not as heavily populated. Uh, so you got, you know, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, the California, the state of California is heavily populated, obviously. And then you got Seattle that is like way overpopulated in the Pacific Northwest. But then you got states there where are, are beautiful, but no one lives, like Oregon and Idaho and, <laughs> In uh, you know, uh, we'll call it Wyoming, uh, Utah. There's, just, there's not a lot, a lot of people live there, so I think the activity that you see west of Denver, I'm, I'm sorry, east of Denver, Denver and east, are, is really where it's at, and then it it gets a sweet spot right in uh, middle America. That's what I think. The flyover states. With that being said, huge, huge shells come from either coast of the United States, so. Um, you got. You might not have as many collectors throughout, throughout the uh, throughout the the West Coast, but you have big time collectors. You know, big big money coming out of there. All right, uh, Donnie, thank you for your question. Hope that suffices. Let's jump over to uh, Instagram and see what we got going there. Just a few here <laughs> from uh, I want that card. So, uh, friend of the show, how cool was it talking about wrestlers? Talking about how cool. Was it talking about wrestlers on the doctor on Doctor Beckett Sports Cards Insights podcast? Um, man, I I gotta tell you, I didn't know Doctor Beckett had that in him. I kind he's kind of like a low key wrestling fan, and that was really cool to experience. Everybody knows that uh, you know if you listen to the show, I, I'll sneak I'll sneak some wrestling in here on you uh, every once in a while. I'm a big fan. I'm a big mark of uh, the especially the classic stuff. I say classic, so I mean you know mid eighties to early 90s stuff and then the raw and attitude era were were amazing but it was fun uh definitely sitting with uh, dr beckett talking wrestling i didn't know he had that in him and but it, it doesn't surprise me him, him having lived here through the wccw era and uh, it's it's easily the biggest surprise that dr beckett's ever put on me thus far when it comes to uh collecting and and like his knowledge of it and I'm, I'm like, I, he can't, he, he doesn't, his baseball knowledge and all that, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. But his wrestling knowledge did kind of come out of left field. So it was fun to do. And um, I love being on his show. So anytime he wants me on, I'll, I'll definitely do that. But it, it was definitely a, a blessing to be able to do that. And you would be surprised at his, uh, his like low key knowledge. It'll, it'll catch you off guard. So. Um, 
Yeah, it was great. Uh, have you seen his wrestling card collection? Yes, I've seen some of it. I've seen that lot that he bought and uh, we went through together. I've also seen his private collection room. It's wonderful. I don't know how else to explain it except for wonderful. He uh, has everything alphabetized. And it's uh, he's got you know like a cover card or a a, a, a cherry card right up front to help you uh, know what set is in there and it's really great. He did show me some really cool Andre the Giant stuff that he had that I hadn't seen before. So um, yeah, I've seen it. It's really cool, and he he does a good job of the way he organizes it. And finally, what are the lyrics to the podcast outro? Um. To my podcast outro, if that's so, um, it's it's Drake's zero to a hundred. So all you got to do is pull that up. I'm not going to tell you the lyrics because they're uh, they got some curses in them. So I don't <laughs> the curse words in them. I don't want to don't want to speak those out. But uh, you can you can go check out Drake's zero to a hundred and, and listen to it for yourself. Please don't do it while your daughter's around. Uh, lovely Mimi is a lovely little girl. Don't want her to. Uh, uh, hear something her ear shouldn't hear but uh if that's the question uh that's drake's zero to 100 you can go listen to it for yourself and then if it, you're asking about dr beckett's outro i don't know i don't i've never listened to that so i'm not sure um there you go thank you sir for getting at me with those questions over here on ig now let's hop over to twitter as we peruse those questions had a few here from uh, a couple of guys so Tyler Murphy, what's the card that made you love sports cards? I think I've answered this before in different um, ways. It's always going to be, be the uh, 87 tops Bo Jackson. Like That's the card I remember most from my childhood. And then, oddly enough, after that, it, it skips a few years, and it's 91 Fleer Juan Gonzalez. Kind of, kind of weird, huh? Out of left field, especially since that's not Juan's uh, rookie card. But those are the two cards that, from my youth, I remember, a, like, vividly remember having and like making me want to chase cards. And those are two of the ugliest sets, right? Like that wood grain. We say it, we say it from time to time that wood grain is sexy, but let's just be honest. That that's hideous, right? That eighty-seven tops uh, uh, design is hideous, but we all love it because it's. It holds a special place in our heart because of the, of the players, the Jackson, that wood grain. Again, oh, <clears throat> excuse me while I take a sip of some water here. Excuse me. But, you know, the 87, 87 tops, Bo Jackson, 91 Fleer, and that mustard yellow Juan Gonzalez. Got to love both of those. Uh, me personally, I have to love them. And then also I talked about this when I had uh, Tim Shep on. Big Shep Cards, go check him out on Twitter. Um there was an upper deck. I think it was 91 or 92 upper deck. And I, I missed the year there. But it, it it was a dual-sided card. And one side was Robin Yount. And the other side was George Brett. That I remembered that. It was an SP. Back in the day, that it had a book value of $10. And like, that was my card. Like, I loved it. I pulled it from a Walmart here in Fort Worth on 820. I remember exactly where it was. That, those three cards, baseball-wise, are... are just iconic to me personally and i'm not saying that they are to anybody else but those are the cards that made me fall in love with it and uh made me want to keep doing it and then you know, the other sports just followed i love i love i the what is it uh the the crunch time was, was that was score but i don't remember the year i think it was 91 or 92 crunch time from the f score football uh i just it, it reminds me of those Sports Illustrated like air raid videos or high flyers, and um, I just love the design. I wish I wish uh, Panini would bring that back on on, on some level. I, I really dig those. Uh, so that junk wax era stuff really hits home, and then you you jump to modern times, and everybody everybody knows the modern cards that that make you want to chase cards. The old you know, 09 Bowman Trout, eleven was it eleven. Tops update trout that kind of stuff. Everybody falls in love with the eighty six, eighty seven Jordan at some point in time, and then it's it just it kind of starts there, starts in the eighties and just goes forward. What current card set, card or set do you love right now? 
it's hard not to love anything Panini is doing with Prism. Right now, like right now, this minute, I've been, I don't know why I've been doing this. I really like it though, are the 1819 Prism Basketball Red, White, and Blue Refractors. I like the look. It, it, there's not a ton of, ton of value there unless you're pulling, unless you got Luca or one of the big rookies. But I like, it looks like an old barber's pole. Never been to an old barber shop? You know, they got the, the red, white, and blue on the pole, which means something completely different. I don't know if you know the guys know the history of that, but that's like they would put their bloody their bloody rags of, like if they were shaving and they had to wipe somebody's blood up or whatever. Um, they would put those out on that pole and spin them and get the get get them all clean and everything. But that's where it originated. But that's what it kind of reminds me of that that red, white, and blue on a barber's pole. And uh, there's something special. I have great memories of sitting in a barber chair getting my hair cut. Even this, through this day, I go get my head shaved at a barber shop. I just I enjoy that and. It's kind of weird to equate the 1819 Prism Red, White, and Blue to that, but that's what and I just like. I like the feel and color of it. I like uh, I like the design, and that's what right now, currently, that's what I'm what I'm uh, digging. Tyler, Valentine, that was Valentine's Day theme. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay, RJ Duke Sports, another great breaker. Go check him out. Local, actually, the DFW, but go check him out. Uh, our Bonito fish big. I don't know what a bonito fish is. I said ask me anything, so let me look this up. Bonito. B. <laughs> How do you even spell that? B O N I T O. All right. Are they big? Bonito. I guess they look big to me. A tribe of medium-sized ray fin predatory fish in the family of scumbraid, a family it shares with the mackerel tuna and Spanish mackerel tribes, are also the butterfly kingfish. They look decent size. I don't know anything about fishing, RJ, but um, sure, they're big. They're, they're big. It's bigger than anything uh, I've caught in the last 30 years. The biggest thing I've ever caught was a hammerhead shark off the coast of Galveston. Now, I've told this story before, but I hooked it. My dad caught it. He like it almost pulled me over the boat, but uh, my dad reeled it in. So uh, that's the biggest thing I ever caught. This is this is definitely bigger than anything I've I've caught in the last thirty years. I not that I go fishing a whole lot, but so bonito. Are they big? Sure, medium sized fish. We'll go big. Why not? Uh, serious question. As it's related to the hobby, will the twenty twenty MLB rookie class do better than the twenty nineteen class? What about compared to 2018? I think it has a shot. It has a shot, but it's going to be hard to to uh, to beat 2018 or 2019 right off the jump. Well, of course, we're we're really early. Obviously, pitchers and catchers are just reporting. We'll see what happens. But Gavin Lux, uh, Alvarez, see what happens with Alvarez. Was it a fluke? I mean, how how does that play out? Does he does he come up and do just as well as he did last year without the the help of st- sign stealing or does he does he fall off? I don't know, but um, it looks right now it, it looks like to be on par with twenty nineteen, maybe not twenty eighteen. But let's see what happens. I, I don't want to just outright and say yeah, it's going to be better, but um, it's going to be interesting to see. Let's see what happens during spring training. And uh, let's see who makes the big leagues, you know, and we'll go from there. I'll come back to that question and answer it in, in five months. And finally, the last question is from the Dingo Dude. What's up, Donnie? Hope you're having a good day. What are some entertainment properties you'd like to see come to trading cards? What kind of unique inserts or memorabilia cards would they bring to the table? We discussed this in the office quite often me and my me myself and matt bible do and the easy 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 answer here for me absolutely 100 percent hands down easiest thing to say is seinfeld and i get it everybody's either a seinfeld or a friends friends guy right especially if you're my age and you grew up in the 90s and uh you 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 watched you're a fan of that that era of tv it's seinfeld hands down by far for me the autograph checklist from Seinfeld, which I believe Ryan Cracknell actually put one together of how you could you could put it together a Seinfeld 
uh, autograph checklist that's currently out there. But the autograph checklist alone would could potentially just be the the best thing ever for for fans of comedy, for for sports fans, for I mean, it would be one hell of a set, really, and I think it would be awesome to see. Uh, of course, the problem there is getting Jerry to, and at, to some extent, probably Larry David, getting to uh, getting them to agree to it. And uh, I hope that that would happen. If you're or if you're a fan of early Seinfeld, you will you will notice a box of 1990 Don Russ sitting on top of Jerry's television. I'm not not te- not television. His refrigerator. It's just sitting there throughout the whole season, like it never gets opened. And then I think it's there for a little bit in, in uh, the second season. But eventually somebody takes it down. It's a prop. Somebody takes it off the refrigerator and it gets, uh, I hope it gets open. I hope they do well with it. And you know, uh, But he's a baseball card fan. He's a baseball fan. He's a Mets fan. He's a huge Mets fan. So I think it, that would be the biggest one for me. I would love to see that make it into the card collecting culture. I don't think that's a, surprising answer either if you i mean donnie i'm not saying that we're best friends but you know me a little bit outside of the show we've we've had dinner together we've talked we've talked and uh you've you know a little bit about my comedy style and everything uh, the the type of comedians i like so i don't think that's a huge surprise for for a lot of people but i think seinfeld is the biggest that would be really great to see hit collectors with a modern like a modern set obviously it's never been done but a modern set. Uh, the the props, man. A puffy shirt. <laughs> that would be great. Just having a puffy shirt relic card. Uh, that that stupid pirate shirt. Uh, just we could have a an insert set of George one liners, you know, shrinkage or uh, <laughs> Kramer's. I'm out. Oh, the contest. That would be a great a great subset altogether. The contest. So. Uh, yeah, that I think that's my. I, I know that that's my answer. That's uh, it's Seinfeld hands down. That's what I want to see from an entertainment property get the the treatment of a card set. It, and then <clears throat> another one I think would be do would do really well. And Panini did this with country music, but I think one a modern a modern because we had that card set in the '90s that was like they they were fluorescent pink and green and orange and they weren't great. But the rock and roll set, but like if we did almost like a modern rock and roll hall of fame or music memorabilia set that kind of encompassed all genres, I would be really interested in hip hop stuff with, you know, say Run DMC or Beastie Boys or, you know, Jay Z had cards with tops, but, you know, Jay Z, uh, Eminem, some stuff, something like that, that, <coughs> excuse me, that we could really sink our teeth into for. For hip hop loving fans, Chance the Rapper is huge right now. I don't know why Chance or even Macklemore to some extent. Uh, you know, you can have a regional, a hip hop by region uh, insert or subset autograph sets. Um, th- those would be cool to me. That, that's something I would be interested in. And anything from really eighties, like Golden Girls. Man, if we could get a Golden Girls set, I'm telling you, I would devour that. That was one of the funniest shows ever. So. Um, while Betty White's still alive, we could get some autographs from her and maybe, you know, some B. Arthur cuts and just Golden Girls was the, one of the funniest shows ever. And yes, I might be outing myself here. I don't care. That show was hilarious. I, I have great memories watching that show with my grandmother. So uh, that would be a, another set. Golden Girls, Seinfeld, and then like a, a music, rock and roll, hip hop set. Those would be my three, Donnie. I hope I, I hope I did you well there. All right, that's going to wrap it up this week. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of the show. Again, I want to thank my sponsors, Dynasty Breaks at DynastyBreaks.com, Filth Bomb Breaks, uh, Vintage Breaks, and then Pastime Marketplace. Go check those out. Let them know that we sent you, and uh, hopefully you will have a good time participating in their breaks, and make sure you get those cases to, to put your cards in after you get them in, uh, in the mail from, uh, from your preferred breaker. Now, uh, with that being said, we still have – a little bit of time left on our um, Mars Attacks giveaway. It's up on our Instagram account. Go enter that. I will pick a winner tomorrow, the f- uh, the 14th. And then I also have a great giveaway going up with this show as well. A little Valentine's love for you from Tops as we put up a hobby box to give away. But that's it. Thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.